Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Morning, Key. Morning, Jay. Hello. Morning to you, too. To quote the great Sean Carter, stop with that. <laughs> Yates is relentless. To quote the great Sean Carter, <laughs> that was the line home, of the man. day, Keith. I almost walked off the set when I heard it this morning, like at 530. Oh, I, yeah, you, you said it. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Sometimes people just, you know, they get it. Tupac, Sean Carter. I mean, they just get it. That's what they do. Tupac. To quote the great Sean Tupac. Carter. Tupac. Now, you, yeah, they, it's like, no, man, it's Tupac, not Tupac. I get a Tupac when I haven't been working out for a while. Tupac. <laughs> Tupac's a great uh, rapper. Uh, Max, that was a great attempt at a joke, though. I'll give it to you. To quote the great Sean Carter. You went for it, though. I you did. swung for it. I, I, I like that. Tupac. Well, I never heard anyone say Tupac. Oh, I've heard people say it. Oh my God. Yes, I've heard. Seriously? No. Yeah, you've got to. Some of the the, 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 the people, man. You just got to. <laughs> some of the people. Way to yeah, clean it up, Keith. Way to clean it up. Yeah, some of the, that, some of the people anything? that don't really indulge in that uh-huh. sort of in everyday culture, culture and music. Like you're in that, Max. You could, know what I mean? Confuse like you, themselves. Mm-hmm. Based on the spelling, mm-hmm. the letters, the just it just looks like something else. Am I doing a good job? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure you're, I'm not offending anyone. You're delicately balancing the line. I, like, well done. Like to hear them say Raekwon in that case. Well, if they can't get Tupac. Tupac yeah, it's, they it's, got Tupac. I was just so to funny. To quote the great Sean Carter. I was uh, with some people last night and in, in yesterday, and, and, you know, they were talking to me. And everything was just so pro- – and I thought of you, Jay. I don't know why. But everything oh, was just so professional. Mm-hmm. And I'm Wait. sitting there <laughs> – I was sitting there, and I'm sitting there saying to myself, I'm like, you don't need to talk like that. Is that, a, is that what you think of me? No, because I was going to tell you about I, – I, oh, okay. uh. I meant to text you, but then I forgot and started watching the Dodgers and just kind of – you know, but it was one of those deals where they just started – everything was so professional. Yeah. And I was just like – yeah, yeah but give me you your opinion to... on the capital gains. All, What's all going that on? sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was just like you don't need to, you don't need to change your voice and talk to me right now. You don't have to do that. Just well, be John Johnson. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. That includes Seth Wickersham in about an hour. Sethy, oh. explosive new book to be published next month. Some excerpts on ESPN.com, and that book. Seth writes that Tom Brady just wanted to say goodbye in person to his longtime head coach, partner in crime, Spygate, Deflategate, Bill Belichick. <laughs> when you said crime, that's the I first thing that came up in my mind. Spygate, Deflategate. <laughs> Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick <laughs> told Tom Brady he wasn't available. <laughs> he, they'll just talk on the phone. Key, what do you expect from these two guys when they meet? On the field at Foxborough. Bill's going to do what Bill does. He's going to – whatever his pregame rituals are, that's what he's going to do. And the same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady will talk to some ex-teammates, you know, or whatever the case is, but he won't have any conversations with Coach Belichick, and Belichick won't have any conversations with him. Oh, I, I, I hope Tom, you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. I want you to be wrong. What do you want, what do you want to see happen? I want the same thing you want, Max. We talked about during the break. I want Tom to run up to him. Happy to 
Coach, what's going on? How you doing? Everything's good? Look him in the eye. Like, just play those, like, those Jedi mind tricks. I, I, I need that. I think Brady's going to do that. If I was Brady, I would do like a Michael Corleone to Fredo. I'd take his face, give him a kiss right on the lips. You broke my heart, Bill. You broke my heart. I mean, like, it, Brady has the upper hand here. You know why? He just won the Super Bowl. And Belichick didn't make the playoffs. Bucks are, even though they struggled against it, they're 2-1. and one. Pats are one and two coming off a loss. Brady should go right up to Belichick, and he has the moral high ground. Like, Belichick's the one who – you know Belichick's not going to try to do anything too warm and cuddly. If Brady looks him in the eye, hey, coach, when the cameras catch Belichick kind of trying to avoid that, it's going to make him look even worse. I, I, but I don't think I – I just don't think that in this moment you're taking business, you're going about your business, and you, you focused in on trying to beat one another – you're not focusing on worrying about pleasantries and cameras and things of that nature. I, I just don't see where if Belichick hasn't changed for Tom Brady in 20 damn years, what makes you think he's going to change Sunday night when they see each other? It's not going to happen. I know. And then at the end of the game, when whoever wins or whatever the case is, in quarterbacks usually say what's up to head coaches, head coaches say what's up to the other head coach, whatever the case may be, you're going to get a lot of cold shoulder real quick. Because that's just Belichick's not. Think about it this way, Maxie. Maxie. Belichick is not going to give the media any opportunity for any major photo ops with him hugging on Tom Brady. He's going to give him that quick move like he did Eric Mangini. No doubt. And the, the cold shoulder really quick and move on. That's what's going to happen. And what if Brady basketball. pulls him in? Pulls well, that's back. A, hey, coach. Hey, in basketball. I don't, I don't, know, basketball, that, I don't know that he's going to do that. There was a legend in New York. He was a scout. His name is Tom Kachowski. Uh, God, you know, rest his soul. But he, every we have this joke in the basketball circle because every time he was great friends with Howard Garfinkel. I mean, all the legendary people in the game of basketball. Every time he shook your hand, he would hold your hand for the entire length of the conversation. He would not let it go, Max. And it was a firm grip. I'm Tom Brady. Firm grip. Come here, Bill. Firm grip. How have things been, Bill? How have things been? Like I, I want Tom to own that moment, and I think. For what Key was talking about, that adds to the motivation of who Tom is, Max. That yeah. Tom is one of those guys. I want to look in your eyes. I want to know, like, all right, and I'm about to beat your With head. With a in. smile on his face, yes. showing him he's Jovial. showing everyone he's the bigger man. Oh, ooh. Mm. Key, you ever go through anything like that? Uh, yeah, when we played Gruden when I was in Carolina, obviously leading up to the game, I didn't I wouldn't talk about it, I just was like, whatever, I'm just playing this another da 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 da. And and Gruden had, had you traded middle of the season. No, this was this was my first time back in Tampa, okay. first time facing Gruden. Since that. Since, since that, yeah. me leaving to go back with Parcells in Dallas. And so when we go to Tampa to play, obviously I made it a mission to dominate the game. I was laser focused. And every chance I got, I caught a ball on their sideline. I talked to, you know, I talked to. <laughs> and, and what then, was his reaction? Uh, he was trying to talk back, but whatever. So at the end of the game, when we went to meet or whatever, Oh, yeah, I rubbed it. I wanted to give him a hug and everything. And, and he's, he said to me, man, you got my bloom, bloom, bloom. Man, you're so great. You're the, I said, of course I am. And I'm going to do it to you every time I see you. And that's just – but that's me. It's just like if Belichick was to treat me the way he treated Tom after 20 years, as much as I love Bill, I would have had to tell Bill off. One I would have said FedEx packages and everything. One of the ex- excerpts from Seth Wickersham's new book um, – Tom Brady had been curious. By the way, this is on ESPN.com. Tom Brady had been curious if there was another way of winning. And while nobody was arguing that Bruce Arians was a better coach than Bill Belichick or even close, 
The seamlessness of Brady's proficiency and performance was making his former coach's methodologies look antiquated, even silly. It was better to be feared, but was it necessary? Wait, mm. go, go, go back. You said that no one was saying what about Bruce Arians is a better coach? Is Nobody was arguing that Bruce Arians was a better oh, okay, coach got it. than Bill I thought, Belichick. Yeah, I thought, words, I, no, I got words, it. I just thought you said that Bruce Arians was a better coach no, than no. Bill Belichick. No, no. In other I words, what is being reported is what we all intuitively felt about the situation. Everyone's read was the same here. Two dudes are together for so long. Who is yes. it more? This guy, that guy. And Brady at a certain point's like, look, can I win another way? Is there another way of doing this? There was. There was. That's well, the, the other answer. way of doing it was to go get a team that stack and puts, puts your influence on that team and go out there and win, and that's what he was able to do. No doubt, but, but right. You because couldn't not win like another he's... way in New England, Max. It was never going to happen because he's not changing. Think about, okay, think about it this way. What did they do from last year to this year? The New England Patriots. What did they do from last year to this year? Signed a bunch of free agents. No, outside of that. Okay, let me, let me make it simpler for you. At the quarterback spot from uh, last year to this year, what did they rookie. do? That looks like who? Tom Brady. Because why? <laughs> because that's what Belichick knows. They're not changing. But isn't that they're the sign not of, changing. And that's also it, who was it, available. I mean, that was the last guy they're not Changing. But don't we always talk about the greatest of greats? And I'm not saying that Bill Belichick isn't because he is. But that adaptability to change with the times, to change schemes. Like I've seen Coach K go from, hey, we played this way to now we're doing one and done to now we're going to play zone. Now we're going to play more like USA basketball. Isn't that one of the traits of some of the greatest of the greats? That's what's yes, interesting. But Belichick is great at a lot of things that he changes. But if he knows that – what I've done for X amount of years works and nobody can stop it. Why not keep doing it? Just because the air raid system has come into the NFL and put up 500,000 yards in one, eight games a year. doesn't mean that all of a sudden that is getting ready to take over the NFL and everybody has to change that. It doesn't work like that's that. That's what's interesting when he says Brady's proficiency and performance was making his former coaches methodologies look antiquated wait a minute isn't he isn't Brady's proficiency and performance with the Pats covering up any antiquated stuff anything if Bill Belichick's not changing with the times then Brady's excellent play is cover we listen Wickersham's going to be on in a little bit mm-hmm. we're going to get into all of this with him Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable get a multi-policy discount by combining your car home motorcycle commercial auto and more all your protection in one place bundle and save at progressive.com Patriots are not the only Boston team with a big week ahead. And we are thrilled to bring in MLB Network's Mark DeRosa. You can watch Mark co-host MLB Central. MLB Plus MLB Network will air the Phillies, Braves, and Padres Dodgers tomorrow night. Yay! Good morning, Mark. Well, Mark could play some second base, some third base, could hit the whole thing. Good morning, Mark. How you guys doing? Good, What's happening, Mark? What's up, Mark? Can I just can I just comment real quick because I was listening to you talk about Brady. Yeah, I watched that Sunday Night Football trailer with Adele Hello track underneath it about thirty times yesterday. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but like him him saying hello from Tampa, I, I cannot wait. As much as I'm jacked up about the NFL, I was listening to you talk about Brady. I, I mean, I think it's unbelievable. No, it, it's going to be something 
<laughs> special. And it, some other things are happening in, in the Boston area, obviously, and the Yankees. The Yankees uh, have won seven in a row now. What do you make of their roller coaster ride, and what is it that they need to do to stay on course here? Keyshawn, I think they're in a great spot, to be honest with you. I thought I thought last night was obviously Philly and uh, Atlanta. That was probably the most important game on paper. But for New York to grab a two lead in that wild card, I think the biggest thing for them, they get they grabbed the first game. Now they put Garrett Cole on the mound, their best pitcher. Coming off a clunker, he gets a chance to kind of reestablish his dominance in New York, a big start for him. But it coincides with Judge and Stanton. They're healthy. They're playing together. Stanton's on a run right now. He's on a heater hitting homers left and right. And it kind of all kind of goes through them. So they are going to be a Peak Valley team because they can slump. But huge win for them. Tough loss for Toronto. Kind of devastating loss for Boston over in Baltimore to lose that first game. They could have put a stranglehold on it. Now they let Seattle kind of sneak in with a win last night against Oakland. So Yankees are in a prime spot right now going into tonight. Mark, I want to follow up with that. As a, I'm a huge Yankees fan, and what I see is a team that you know, wins 13, 14 games, then goes essentially on a similar kind of losing streak, then another winning streak. Is that because, in your view, they're, too, they're such a three-out, true-outcome-style team? A lot of their resources are wrapped up in all-or-nothing type of hitters and pitchers who miss bats and not enough kind of LeMayhew types who put the ball in play? Like, why are they so streaky? Yeah, I, I think their they're, they're roster's flawed, Max. When you look at face value, I mean, you've got a bunch of guys playing out of position, right, to appease getting Glaber Torres off short. We got to put Gio Urshela, who's a third baseman, now at short. We got to move LeMayhew over. We had to get Luke Voigt out of there and bring in Anthony Rizzo. We're still trying to piece Brett Gardner in center field together because you don't want Judge on his feet every day out there running it down. So I think they're a flawed roster that has tried to piece it together the better part of the year. I think Booney's done a nice job to do that. Um, they are, like you said, a three-true outcome team. Sanchez is rough behind the dish. He kind of exposes some flaws. Glaber's had a bad year. DJ LeMayhew's ha- has underperformed, a- according to his previous uh, his previous numbers would say. So they've just had a lot of peak and valley, but that's the beauty of superstars, right? I mean, it's still no different than your Little League team. You still know who the best players are in the league when you go out there. So for Stanton to get hot at the right time, I think it's been huge for him because you look the other side, the Mets, how they've kind of fell off a cliff, and it's been a lot of Peak Valley over there, more Valley. No, Stanton has been booed. He's been cheered. He's been loved. Mm-hmm. But when the lights shine brightest, this guy has seemed to step up and get some big knocks. Mm-hmm. It's time for the progressive MLB snapshot. We're joined by Mark DeRosa, MLB Network Analyst, on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. So if he keeps hitting the ball like this, if Stanton keeps playing – at this magnitude, how deep can the Yankees go? Oh, no, they've got a puncher's chance. They, no doubt. No doubt, because they could stick Cole on the mound at any point and be effective. I love the fact that their bullpen, what Brian Cashman's done, grabbing some guys, um, not household names, the Clay Holmeses of the world, the Wandy Peraltas of the world, uh, you know, savvy trades that he made kind of midseason 
to kind of help his pen. Now he gets Severino back in that bullpen. He's going to get, he's got Loisega back in that bullpen. So if Chapman's locked down in ninth, they shorten the game. So I, I, yeah, the Yankees could make a run without question. Yeah, Mark, no one cares about all that right now. All we care about that <laughs> is that. The, uh, uh, all we care about, Mark, is the NL West. The Dodgers and the Giants both won last night. Incorrect. And, and we got about a handful of games left until the regular season is over, Mark. Who wins the NL West, the Dodgers or the Giants? Oh, I think the Giants. Are, I, I think a two. I think two I game think Mark is no longer part of the show. That's what you get. That's what he gets. That's what hey, he gets. Geez. You don't need. You don't need. You don't need to win the division to win the World Series. Don't worry about the Dodgers. They're going to be fine. I know St. Louis is on a heater right now, seventeen in a row, and they're probably going to come to Dodger Stadium. But you stick Max Scherzer on the mound, you'll get through that game, and then. I like your chances the rest of the way. Mark, I love the fact that like the Cardinals are doing this with guys who were from yeah. 10 and long more years ago. Yada, you're Molina and Adam Rainwhite. Like, like what year is it? Same thing with the Giants. Buster Posey and, and Crawford and these guys. Like that, 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 you don't see that that often. Core guys like that stay together that long. Yeah, I, I think it's unbelievable. I also think your superstars got to be superstars at the right time, right? I mean, St. Louis doesn't get this done if Paul Goldschmidt doesn't get on fire for them this second half of the season. Adam Wainwright doesn't get on fire for them second half of the season. San Francisco has been the nicest story of the year. I, I don't think anybody really, any of the uh, ex- experts predicted them to do this. For those guys to buy into Gabe Kapler's system, they won three world titles. And then you bring in this real modernized way of thinking, 13 to 15 coaches on his coaching staff, and they get those veterans to buy into that. I thought that's a pretty impressive run. So, yeah, Brandon Belt breaking his thumb is going to be a devastating blow for them in the postseason moving forward. But if any team kind of is getting it done and we don't know how, it's the Giants right now. Yeah, Mark, Mark, Gabe's done a tremendous job as a skipper. There's no question about it. And obviously uh, what we've been able to do with Scherzer, and we watched um, Bueller go last night in a 2-1 nail-biter, but he was able to do some things and fan some guys. So when you look at where we're at as a Dodgers roster and what we have, Mookie Betts and so on and so on, who's set up, though, between the two oh, to win up. it all? The Dodgers would be the would be the betters money. I, I for for me, you just your ability to put a number one front line guy on the mound every night and shorten the game with the back end of the bullpen. Kenley Jansen's thrown the ball beautifully this year, Thank which God. has kind of always been yeah, it's always been the X factor going in. Is he going to get the last out? I don't think you have to worry about that. I just think Scherzer's been so good. Bueller's kind of limped down the stretch, so it was nice to see him be awesome last night. Kershaw will be fine. Arias is the most under-talked-about starter in the entire league. Mm-hmm. So I would say you're set up. I love the fact that you threw we, because I still do that. Well, Every day yeah, is I we, mean, Mark. Every day is we here. It's going to always be Dodger Blue, baby. It Vince always comes back to be Yankees pinstripes. As he's told us, Mark, his name is first on the show. Many times. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we are, there's so much more to get into, but real quick, Mark, who do you like to meet in the World Series? At the beginning of the year, I, I it's the worst thing I do, is right? The predictions at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, I went Braves, Yankees, 
and they're both still viable options. So I'm going to stay there. Yeah. Don't think that's going to happen. I, I certainly think the Dodgers are going to make a run. I think they're the best team. But, you know, Adam Wainwright walks into that into Dodger Stadium and Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado hits a three-run bomb. Keyshawn's going to be nervous there in the second <laughs> inning. Yeah, man, stop that, Mark. I may not have to invite you back if you keep going. You talk about we we talk about the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Giants, the teams that we are now looking at as playoff contenders, strong playoff World Series type teams. What do the New York Mets have to do to turn things around oh. next offseason to get this thing going where the Yankees are so we could actually talk about them in the same breath as we do the Yankees? You know what, Keyshawn? I'm going to be honest with you. It's nothing player-related that they have to do. They could throw it against the wall and try and make a few trades and bring in a few free agents and see what happens. I, I think they need an, like an overhaul fundamentally of like the infrastructure, what they stand for, what their minor leagues stand for, like who they developing, what do they want to be about. I think that that, for me, would be – the overriding, the overriding thing, because you came into this year thinking Nimmo, Conforto, McNeil, Alonzo, that was your core, right? That you were going to build around. I, I think you realize that's probably not your core. So I, I don't know roster wise what you can do miraculously, except get Jacob Degrom healthy again and see what happens. Go. I, I just think there needs to be a reset within the entire organization. You can watch Mark. That would be my first take. Mm-hmm. You can watch Mark co-host MLB Central plus MLB Network. will air the Phillies Braves and Padres Dodgers tomorrow night. Key just the Mets are the Clippers of New York. No, I'm, I'm just saying we could talk about them. We could talk about them next yeah. year if but they why? do something like that. We could talk about them, but why? Why leave, talk leave about my voice, The Progressive <laughs> MLB Snapshot is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. Tune into an NL East battle tonight as the Braves host the Phillies. Coverage begins at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thank you so much, Mark DeRosa. One Thanks of, for having me on. That, oh, it's great to talk Keep to you. Keep talking of, negative about the Dodgers. You'll never be back home. <laughs> the Yankees are the important team. One of Tom Brady's favorite targets tells us what he expects when Brady steps into Gillette Stadium for the first time as a buck. That's next. Key J and Max on ESPN Radio time. and the ESPN This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we're asking on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, which NFL team's record just doesn't match how good or bad they are. We'll get to that in a few minutes. We're joined by SEC network analyst and former Patriots tight end Benjamin Watson. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning, Max. How you doing? How you doing, gentlemen? What's up, man? Key, not going to say good morning? Hello? Uh, say hello I'm gonna, to everybody. Good morning. Good morning so fast. I'm going to let... Jay, say good morning after you say good morning. Once Jay finishes, then I'll say good morning. I don't want to step on him, so I wanted to let it breathe a little bit. What's up, B? <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, you see the kind of communication we got here? We real good, man. We just uh, soaking up all this hype, you know, all all the hype to get a dud game on Sunday night. You know how that goes, <laughs> right? Everything is everything too many is, dud yeah. games. Everything is Belichick versus Brady and Belichick, Brady and Brady and Belichick, and they hate each other, but he lied to him and he didn't do it. And then in the end, it'll be 9 12. <laughs> you know how that well, goes? You, know, you got to hype it up. No, no well, question. You got to get people watching. No question at all. Hype it. I mean, hey, that's part of the deal. Having been with teammates and playing in New England and seeing guys that are superstars that go and come into New England, although maybe they didn't play for the New England Patriots. What type of reception do you expect terrific Tom will get when he steps back into Foxborough? Uh, that's a great question. By the way, congrats on the book. Thank um, you. Can't wait to, to check it out. Yes, sir. Um, the forgotten you know first. I, 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 I truly believe um, that there's going to be an ovation. And it's interesting. I was listening to Brett Favre. He was talking about his return to Lambeau Field a little while ago, and um, he was on the radio, and he said they booed, and people had his jerseys burning them and putting them in caskets. And I I don't think that's going to be what we see in New England. Uh, There was a visceral response. I was there in 2019, his last season, and when he left, people were upset. you got to think about it. There are college kids in New England that all they know is the Patriots winning since 2000, their entire life. And so many of them felt heartbroken that he was gone. But I do believe, and what I did see, was that there was an appreciation for him. And so uh, when he comes out, you know, I I would expect nothing less from New England than, and that's a rough crowd up there, but I would expect nothing less from them than than an ovation for him. Yeah, for for him, yeah, I mean, think about it, though, uh, being Jay and Max, it's Tom damn Brady. He didn't leave disgruntled at the New England Patriot fans. So if they, if they was to boo him or whatever, that's silly as all. This mm-hmm. is not – he did not set them up the way I say LeBron set up the Cleveland Cavs. He kind of set it set them up when he left to go to Miami because it was almost like they felt like he was going to stay. I don't think anyone ever felt that Brady was going to stay. People had already started saying, and you was there being that – he was probably gonna. This yeah. was probably Brady's last year, X, Y, and Z. Well, I, I would tend to agree, but honestly, um, I think that there was a sliver of hope that he would be there. Uh, again, kind of going back to what I said, 
I mean, this guy had been there since 2000. You know, he won a Super Bowls in 01, 03. I mean, if you just look at the numbers, 19 consecutive winning seasons, 17 division titles, a P- AFC, 13 AFC championship appearances. I mean, the list goes on and on with Brady and Belichick. And so while everybody knows relationships come to an end at some point, there was still this idea, I believe, especially amongst the fan base, that they'll work it out. Yeah. I mean, they'd worked it out before. Um, there's been rumors of him leaving before. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's been two decades. I mean, that they'll work it out. So there was still this element of, of surprise and shock. I mean, even for me, and, you know, my last year, fortunately, um, my locker was right next to Tom. They put two of the, both of the old guys in the same place in the locker room. They just stuffed us in the corner. Um, <laughs> and so it, we talked a, a lot. You know, I kind of got to learn a little bit about what I missed over that decade of being gone. And I, I was still a little surprised that, wow, he, he, he's actually gone. Good for him. Ben, you know, getting a chance to spend time, a little bit of time with Michael Jordan, guys like Kobe Bryant, you hear stories about Tiger Woods. You, you think the common trait – to the ultimate competitor is the way that they compete, right? How angry they get, how they play with that, you know, that, that vibe, that anger, that frustration. Uh, spending time with Tom the way you did, what drives a guy like Tom Brady? The, the next. And I think all, both of the guys that you mentioned, all the guys you mentioned, they are never satisfied. And, and I think that might be to a fault sometimes. Um, one of the traits of, of New England and that we really embraced there was it was always the next. Um, you, you know, you, you won a game, you won a Super Bowl, so what? That was yesterday. That was last night. That was last year. It had nothing to do with what happens on his practice field. And Tom really embodied that. I remember times at 7-on-7, seven seven, him and Mike Vrabel would be going back and forth, and he would be so angry if a pass was incomplete. And he would go win, and he would be right back in the weight room the next morning from a West Coast trip. And it was always this focus on the next. And, and you mentioned his emotion. Uh, he's, a, he's an emotional person. And what I mean by that is he allows emotion <clears throat> to drive him and it's infectious to everybody else. So when he comes to that, that stadium and he drives down to down Route 1, he goes through that little neighborhood and then the stadium is right there. All the, the little entryways that he knows about from being there for 20-something years. There's going to be emotion there, but he has a way of channeling that emotion to, to lift his performance. Benjamin Watson, former tight end and Super Bowl champion, played with Tom Brady, obviously. Benjamin, thank you for joining us today on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. It's a pleasure. Hope to see you guys in person someday. Yeah, for sure. Indeed. Brother. Indeed. SEC Network's Benjamin Watson is brought to you by Barbasol 1919 Classic Shaving Cream. A fresh take on the original, this new non-aerosol formula, Features enhanced ingredients and exceptional glide. Learn more at Barbasol.com. Brady is not the only goat or goat candidate to talk about this morning. Why LeBron is leading more than, than just on the court. I don't know if you guys heard about it. LeBron is a leader. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... 
your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. LeBron James met with the media yesterday at Lakers Media Day. Mm-hmm. And the question apparently on everyone's mind, why did he get vaccinated? Well, I mean... I guess the question would be, why wouldn't you? Right? Why wouldn't you get that? There's this terrible disease. Please, a miracle. Oh, we have a miracle. Nah, not interested. Let's stay with the disease. And does he believe that that the fact that he got vaccinated will lead other players to getting the vaccination? Here's LeBron. I think when it comes down for me, I can speak about myself. Um, I think everyone has their own choice um, to do what they feel is right for themselves and their family and things of that nature. Um, I know um, that I was very skeptical uh, about it all, um, but after doing my research and things of that nature, I felt like it was best suited for not only me but for my family and for my friends, and uh, you know, and that's why I decided to do it. So, but as far as I, I don't, you guys should know me. Anything that I talk about, I don't talk about other people and, and what they should do. Um, I speak for me um, and for my family, and uh, you know, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. I'm just so curious about these family decisions. Do you get together and you go, "All right, family, <laughs> let's be let's be as safe as possible," or do you get together? Some families go, "You know what? Let's not be so safe." I no, don't want to make it, fun of people a... that have chosen that they're still on the fence. Why? Because I, I, I don't think that's I don't think that sends the right you message. Think I think it so? does send the right message. I, wait, I don't because I, I go I, ahead, go ahead, Key. No, I want you to go because I didn't hear what you said yeah, originally. I, said, I don't want to be in this place where I feel like we make fun of people that are still on the fence about the decision. I have talking I've spoken to a lot of doctors about it. I am informed. I made my decision. I would behoove people to make that decision like me, but I, I don't want to get into this thing like where we make fun of people that are still on the fence because I don't think that's the right measure to help them be more informed to actually become vaccinated. But Does what, that make sense? Well, Yeah, it makes sense. But what makes you think when we, Max and I, or whoever is commenting about decisions being made that it's I was just making- re- what Max was saying about, you know, when everybody's at home, it's just that little thing. It, I just, I've heard a lot of people kind of do that, and I just don't think that sends the right message. That's me personally. Well, That's how I would communicate. I, would, I know there are different strategies for different people. Well, I would think based on family's decisions to answer Max, family decisions are made. You're not sitting down at a table. At least my family are not. We're not sitting down at a table like you see in television in 1965. We all sit down and we no. It's like. He's the leader of the family, and the leader of the family usually leads. And LeBron James is the leader of his family. So if he is making a decision to get vaccinated, I'm almost positive without even really knowing that his family is going to follow him in that sense, right? I mean, that's kind of your family's going to follow you, my family. Mm -hmm. Hey, he's vaccinated. It's easy to do it that way. 
LeBron James said just now in that statement that he is himself, his own person. He's not going to worry about other people, their decisions are decisions. I would say this about LeBron James and other star athletes and powerful people that people follow. When you are LeBron James and you announce publicly that you are vaccinated, it is going to affect and trickle down to other human beings, whether they're athletes or not. Mm -hmm. Because if you trust the science, the people are going to be like, okay, if he trusts it, then I trust it. So I do think that to answer the question for LeBron, I do think you are going to see a whatever percentage is left out there in the professional, let's take the sports, in the professional sports world of those individuals that may not be vaccinated, I think you will start to see. Now, whether they admit it or not that LeBron James was a heavy influence on why they did it, you will start to see some people start to take a look at that and go, okay, I, I think, think it's time to go talk I to think the white suits. I think that's right. But, Jay, let me answer your question or your, your point of view. Mm-hmm. I understand and appreciate the idea that, look, we have a problem right now. Enough of the country is not vaccinated. You know, a vaccine comes out. It's widely available. Immediately, we should have practically 100% vaccinated, and then we ha- the situation's much better under control. Well, you can still get COVID with a vaccination, yes, and you can still get hurt in an accident with your seatbelt on. That doesn't mean you ride around without your seatbelt, although once upon a time people did. But I understand what you're saying, Jay. You're like, look, we want to try and help people. And sometimes belittling, if there's that kind of attitude, it doesn't help people. It, it kind of, they dig in their heels, exactly. right? And I appreciate that. I would say the flip side to that is, um, and that's the mature stance to take, at least the, the, superficially, at least, uh, if not deeper. I, the flip side to that is there's such an indulgence in recent years with conflating people's opinions and susceptibility to low quality information with um, actually good information mm-hmm. and science. Right. And there's become in this country this kind of sense that, well, if I if my feelings are this way, then that's just as legitimate as the science yep. and, the, and the reality of the situation. But, you know, alternative set of facts, so to speak. Right. There's one set of facts. There's one reality. And. People who want to live in a little bubble of fantasy, who, who, are, who are doing their own research and coming up with very bad information, that's really the problem. People who get the vaccination, which it's, it's with practical unanimity among peer-reviewed serious scientists that, yes, this is safe, of course, we are in this, this terrible pandemic, here's a vaccination. Like when people used to have polio, people walking around, they couldn't use their legs. Then the polio vaccine became widely available. Everyone got it. Polio's gone. Right. Same thing with measles and mumps until anti-vaxxers with horrible pseudoscience came around. Then I couldn't take my kids to Disneyland in L.A. because the measles had come back. Right. So I understand why you are taking that tack that you do. In my opinion, a little more clarity about the absurdity of pseudoscience and bad information on the one hand. And then the reality of, hey, everyone get the vaccine on the other, I think needs to be shown very clearly to people. That's my point of view. Yeah. But you got for it to be shown clearly, you got to be receptive of the information yes. that you're getting. And, and that's, that's the problem. I think Loki. that's there's, right. There's so much misinformation out there, right, that's happened over the course of the last several years that people don't know what resources to actually trust or believe, especially for people that go on and try to Google it and try to become their own scientists. You know, I also think... What that's real? I think no, I, I, I think the media. No, part- I smile because you say people try to be their <laughs> own scientists. I'm like, I, I'm just thinking of myself. Like, 
I would never do that. But also, I think the media is part of the problem, man. Media is part of the problem. Like, the, think, think about over, the media is that's true. Yeah, think the about over the side. Think about media the, the, is, let's yeah. use the NBA as an example on this one. Over the last couple of days, what stories have we talked about as it relates to the NBA? And I talked to Dr. Leroy Sims, who's a head physician for the NBA, about this. We talked about Kyrie Irving. We've talked about Andrew Wiggins. We talked about D'Angelo Russell and you know, him reposting some calling say Kyrie goaded. Uh, you know, referring to Carl Anthony Towns. We've talked about a lot of other smaller issues, but we haven't talked about the fact that the majority of the league is vaccinated. 90%. Yeah, 90%, which, Over is higher, 90% which is much Over higher. Over 90%. Which is much higher than the American population at large that's eligible for the vaccine. And that's the problem. That story doesn't become viral. That story yeah. doesn't become mainstream, but Kyrie Irving becomes mainstream. Yep. And then that becomes the point that everybody doubles down on. I'm like, that's not the reality. Like, the majority is actually what's going on right now. It's a good point. Well, the great thing about everything that has happened is LeBron James has certainly got the vaccination not only for his family but also to make sure that the people around him and the Lakers organization and its teammates are going to stay healthy to make a title run too so that's also important and again I think there are going to be other athletes that take note notice of this and we'll be talking about them soon. Tishon, J. Will and Max we got NFL much more NFL coming up which team doesn't record doesn't match how good they are coming right up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.